Admitting a fear requires courage. Admitting the fear that's a layer below that requires even more courage. So it's understandable why this is so challenging. Because the baseline fear sometimes is simple to admit. Once you find the core of your deepest fear, you can work on replacing that with a bigger one. What would you be more afraid of in the future? It's usually in the future. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another episode of Next Level University, where we help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was episode number 1,459, How Much Do You Trust Yourself? Today, for episode number 1,460, One Powerful Way to Overcome Your Fears. I, Alan, I don't know if I've ever told you this story. When I was, I don't know, I was probably nine, maybe 10, my mom took me to Disney World. So, well, actually, we flew to Florida and we got on a cruise and we did a cruise to the Bahamas. From the Bahamas, we ended up going to Disney World. And I was so afraid of flying home that I tried to convince my mom to drive home. I was like, why can't we just drive home? I know we already got the tickets, but I don't want to fly. The whole entire trip, I was nervous about the flight home. I was so afraid of planes. I, I just couldn't do it. I was so, so, so terrified. Ended up not flying on a plane for many, many, many years after that because I didn't want to. And I convinced myself that I was never going to fly on planes. It didn't matter. It wasn't a big deal. Kev, real quick. Yeah. Do you remember when you and I, we were in, I think, also Florida. Mm. And our flight guts, guts, our flight gets canceled. Yes. And this is like three or four years ago, probably four years ago. And you wanted to rent a car and drive home. Yes, I do. Of course I do. Now I know where, now I know where it comes from. Yeah, it wasn't the first, it wasn't the first time, it wasn't going to be the last time. We actually looked up how much that would be for a rental. We were going to find a Hertz up in Providence and we were going to drive 24 hours instead of waiting for the next flight. Yes. Still my vote to this day. That'll always just wanted to share that with those. I I appreciate it. As you can see, I have a history of not wanting to fly. And eventually it got to the point where I am a podcaster. I'm somebody who is speaking more. And I had the ambition to be a more successful podcaster and a successful speaker. And I remember thinking to myself, if I'm going to be a speaker and I really want to get good at this and I want to have opportunities and take advantage of these opportunities, I'm going to have to to get on a plane eventually. I was so afraid of planes and flying and traveling, but I forced myself to come up with a fear that was bigger than that, a fear that meant more to me, something I was more afraid of than getting on the plane. The thing that I was more afraid of was not actually being a speaker, not being a successful podcaster, not having the opportunity to travel not have the opportunity eventually i know i'll be going to clients houses to help them set up their studios that's something that's going to happen for 
and LPS. I've been talking about that for years and it's happened. I just haven't had to take a flight yet. That's what we're talking about today. One powerful way to overcome your fears is to replace your fears with something bigger, something more meaningful, something that has more leverage, something that is more aligned. We're all dealing with fears, every single one of us. We all have our own unique specific fears, and a lot of us convince ourselves that we can't ever overcome them. What if you found something that meant more to you? The analogy or the example I've always used, and I used this on stage one time, I said to a young man, Hunter, his name was Hunter, I said, I want you to imagine that your family is in a house and the house is on fire. Or sorry, no, I want you to imagine there's a house on fire and I offer you $100 to run into the house. If you run into the house, there's a $100 bill in the living room, it's yours. Are you going to do that? And he said, no, definitely not. I said, all right, well, I want you to imagine your family's in there. If I ran up to you and grabbed you on your shoulder, I said, Hunter, your family's in that house. You're not going to think about money. You're going to save them. Your fear of losing your family is most likely, unfortunately, going to be greater than your fear of that fire in that moment. You're replacing one fear with a larger, more meaningful, more leveraged fear. That is what we're talking about today. Most powerful concept ever. So, so, so powerful. If you're a listener to the show, you know that I love fundamentals. This is one of them. We used to call this why power. Emilia and Bianca used to have a show before Evolve Ventures called the Why Power Podcast. In other words, why you do what you do is super, super important. That's what he was talking about right there, which is no one's going to go into a burning building for $100. No one would do that. But all of us would go in there for what we care about most. So I have a client who came to me and she said, listen, I'm sick and tired of losing in business. I'm sick and tired of being inconsistent. I keep sabotaging myself and I'm ready. I know I can do this. I know I can do this with you in my corner. It's awesome. Tons of humility. Let's rock and roll. This person has tons of energy, but she's aware. She always gets shiny object syndrome whenever she starts to win. It turns out it's deeper than that. We're going to get into it. So I'm coaching this person and it's a couple months in now at this point. And as a coach who's done this for a long time, you start to realize that the the root cause of the issue is is different than what they originally thought and definitely different than what you originally thought. So this person has a marriage that is, they've been married for, I think, 23 years. And at this stage, she has been playing very scared. She's playing not to lose in her marriage. She's not playing to win. I'll explain. So... He works and he has his own business and she thinks that that business is on its way out. And I'm going to keep this, of course, uh, high level. She's afraid to tell him that because he's still hanging on, hanging on, hanging on. And quite frankly, it's in an industry that is going away. It's in textbooks. Textbooks, I think, are going to go away eventually. I think everything's going to be online. You know, it's definitely not a growing, booming industry like it once was, okay? And she doesn't want to bring this up. And, you know, they're having challenges. And every single time she starts to get really successful, she starts to crank. She's doing workshops. She's got clients. She's rocking and rolling. She's doing challenges. She's in the fitness industry. All of a sudden, she starts to self-sabotage. And the reason why I think, and I talked to Kevin about this before this episode, I think that all of us are afraid of failure and afraid of success. We all swing. I talk about pendulums all the time on this podcast. We all swing the pendulum one of two ways. And picture a pendulum. On the left, you have fear of failure. 
on the right, you have fear of success. We don't want to be seen as a failure by our peers. We want to be successful enough to where we don't feel like a failure. But we don't want to be so successful that our peers start to ostracize us from the groups because our from the group because our success is such a big mirror. And so, let's say you were to win the lottery. All of a sudden you have you know, $15 million and all of your peers, while they're happy for you, they're actually sad for self. They're uncomfortable around you because you have a whole new lifestyle and they don't. It's kind of this unconscious thing of we all want to belong. And so we, we don't let ourselves be too much of a failure compared to our peer group, but we also don't let ourselves be too successful compared to our peer group either. Okay. So back to this person, she's starting to be more successful than her husband and she's fearful of that. And she doesn't bring it up. So so there were little things in the marriage where he, she felt like he was sabotaging her success. Unconsciously. And I said, you're going to have to bring this up. You're going to have to talk to your husband about it. You're going to have to. Otherwise, in my honest opinion, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to be able to create this magnificent flourishing business without his support. And I've seen this before. You're not alone in this. This is a thing. This isn't a you thing. And so eventually I had her do what's called fear replacement. And I've done this with many of my clients. And it's what Kevin articulated at the beginning. He replaced his fear of planes with a bigger fear. And the bigger fear is not being successful, not being a speaker, not traveling, fear of regret. And so here's what I did. I said, you have a choice right now and it's up to you. You can either talk to your husband with courage and vulnerability and tell him what's really going on and how you really feel. And she didn't want to do that because she was afraid she would get divorced. And you can risk divorce or, or 5, 10, 15 years from now, you're going to be in the same spot. You're not going to feel successful in your business. Your marriage is not going to be flourishing because you can't keep brushing this stuff under the rug and expect things to change. So here's what we do. We found out that her deepest fear was fear of divorce. We replace that fear consciously on this conversation we replace that fear with fear of being unfulfilled for the rest of your life, fear of not being successful, fear of not achieving your dreams. Most importantly, fear of having a shallow surface level, and this is her words, not mine, surface level marriage where they don't talk deep about what's really going on. And I said, you have that choice. You can keep playing scared or you can have the courage and risk the divorce because most likely, and this is what I said, most likely you're going to be pleasantly surprised with how well he responds when you start to bring these things up and be vulnerable. It's another good example of you either get the feedback along the way or you get it all at once at the end. Mm -hmm. Relationship check-ins are another good example of this where when you do a check-in, you know and you're fearful that some stuff might come up. Definitely. Right? But what's the alternative? The alternative is you just say, well, yeah, I'm afraid this is going to suck. I'm just going to, I'm just going to push it under the rug. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I swallowed my water wrong. <coughs> Continue, Kev. Are you going to make it? I think so. Okay. I just want to make sure you're going to survive this. It's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's really in the moment. It's easy to sweep something under the rug if you don't think it's, or if you think it's going to hurt. If you think it's going to hurt, you're you're quick to to sweep it under the rug until it bites you, you in the butt. Have you been doing the check-ins? No, we haven't been doing our check-ins. We're out here jeffing. Things are the, con, 
uh, I was going to say conveniently the best they've ever been. Coincidentally, it's not because we haven't been doing the check-ins, but the relationship right now is 10 out of 10. But no, we haven't the been only, doing them. The only reason I brought that up is because we, we are doing them now. Mm. <laughs> Even though we've been... Jeffing? We've been Jeffing for the last probably six months or so. But we did uh, check in this weekend and it was exactly that. Yeah. And I it understand was, why people skip. I understand yeah. why... The, I understand why people don't want to look at their bank accounts. I do, for sure. I've been there. I was going through... So we were cleaning stuff around the house and I was going through old boxes and stuff and I found a notice from 2019 when my car insurance got sent to collections. I literally got sent to, it was like, I think it was the beginning of 2019 because I didn't pay for my car insurance and I don't know what happened and they sent people after me to pay for it. I understand why you don't want to look at your bank account. I do. But if you had a bigger fear, maybe the fear of, not being able to buy your children Christmas presents if you celebrate that holiday or whatever, birthday presents or whatever it may be, losing the roof over your head, maybe that would be something that would allow you to take a new action that you had never taken before because you have a new level of necessity. Now, again, easier said than done for most of these things. Luckily, Alan, you're there with your clients helping them go through this. If you're out there by yourself, it might be a little bit more challenging, but you're already under the influence of fear. How could we use the influence of fear in a more constructive way, I guess? Definitely. Right? No matter what, there's going to be some fear. You might as well use it to your advantage. My name is Nathan Schwarman. I'm from Lawrence, Kansas. I've been a client of Allen's for coming on two years now, and I really can't recommend this program enough. Allen's always there for me uh, with great advice uh, and holding me accountable uh, every step of the way and and really leading by example I've grown a lot in his program but he, he's grown alongside with me so I'd, I'd really recommend joining up on the program and, and joining the community this is why arrogance is so detrimental because if you're if you are in an arrogant state you don't think you basically don't think you're afraid of anything which means you can't really get leverage on yourself so, for example, Emilia and I in our relationship, uh, she realized that I had a very, very challenging childhood and she has done a ton of therapy. She started doing therapy when she was 13 and she still has a therapist. Her name's Christine. And, and she said, I think you're leaving a lot on the table by not doing therapy. And she said, my fear is that you're going to hold back our relationship because you're not doing the same amount of work as I am on the inner work. And I've actually shared the same th- fear with her about I'm afraid that our business is going to succeed at a much higher level um, because you're not doing some of the business work that Kevin and I are doing. And so we've now both benefited. Now I have a therapist that's been tremendous and she is actually coaching with me, which is really cool, her and Bianca. But it all stemmed from a conversation of, okay, <clears throat> Emilia is afraid of this. Let me bring it up. And now that drove me to get a therapist. I didn't get a therapist because I wanted one. I got a therapist because I was afraid that I wouldn't be a good partner for Emilia if I didn't. And again, that's relative. It's not like I was a bad partner or anything. So I want to make that clear. But fear can drive you. It drives us all. I tell the funny story of I was running around the block one time and it was at dusk. Mm. And when it got dark, I started running faster because... One of my neighbors 
had sent an image of a black bear in their backyard right near where I was running like a couple days before that. And I remember thinking to myself, I was timing myself anyway. Why am I running so much faster? Because I wanted to believe, oh, well, you'll run just as fast when you're not scared of a black bear. No, you will not. Mm. Of course I was running faster. You better believe it. I was running way faster when it got dark than when it was light out because that's extra motivation. And so, no, it's not the whole game. No, you're not just going to scare yourself into doing things that you don't want to do all the time. But you can leverage this. And last thing I'll share is I have a client who last week, he's studying for a bunch of different financial certifications and he just isn't studying. And last time we did a commitment device and he studied every single day for 14 days straight. And a commitment device, for those of you who don't know, we've done episodes in the past about it. It's essentially, listen, I'm going to charge you double this time. And if you don't study and track this, be honest, if you don't study over the next 14 days, I'm going to basically take your money, essentially. And never fails. Mm. He studied for 14 days straight, no problem. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. A couple months later, I'm like, you're not studying. He's like, no. And I'm like, do you want to do another commitment device? He's like, yeah. So we did it again. And I guarantee you, I don't even have to check. I can guarantee you he's been studying every single morning. Why? Because you don't want to lose 150 bucks. You don't want to just lose money for no reason, just because you're lazy. It's okay. And I think that this is, this is a powerful, powerful tool. And it can drive you and it can get you to do, you will do tremendous things to avoid pain. <laughs> Definitely. And it's another really good example of the goal is not necessarily to ever get to the point where you're not afraid of anything, where you don't feel judgment towards anything, where you don't have any insecurities. It's how do you use those things that you're most likely going to have a connection to for the rest of your life to your advantage? I think that's mm -hmm. a really good, a really good perspective because it makes it seem more realistic. I never, I never resonated with just don't worry about judgment. Like, just let him judge you. Don't worry about it. I don't, that doesn't work for me. That's not the advice I need. The advice is people are going to judge you no matter what. Let them judge you for the positive you're doing in the world. Oh, cool. Okay. I can, or be more afraid of your own judgment of yourself for not accomplishing your goals more than the judgment of others for actually accomplishing your goals or something like that. Something like that. Rather than saying, well, you're going to get to the point where you don't really care about judgment. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. No. <clears throat> not fully. Maybe in some... That's that's not human, right. I don't think. Right, maybe in yeah. some fairy tale land, it's going to get... I don't know. But I think this is a really good episode that falls in line with that. Don't expect to never, ever, ever be afraid of stuff. But how can we utilize our fears to find a fear that matters more? Because a lot of our fears are... Me being on a plane is a surface level fear. I mean, I'm afraid of heights and it just doesn't make sense to me. But when you start to be logical about how safe that's, that is, it's not that big of a deal. But if I don't have that in my tool belt, I will not be as successful as I could be. That's a fact. That is a fact. I won't be able to ever speak anywhere in person that isn't close enough to drive. We never would have gone to California. I never would have gone to Colorado. I've never... Arizona, London, Florida, Wisconsin. I never would have gone to most of the places I've been. So, Yeah. There's a deeper layer of fear <clears throat> under this that we haven't even mentioned yet that I thought of when you opened the episode. Mm. And it, it wasn't just your fear of not being a speaker, but even back then you were afraid 
that I would go speak without you mm, yeah. and that I would leave you behind. Mm -hmm. Fear of being left behind can be a very strong motivator for improvement. Yeah. I think it's one of and the so strongest. It, yeah, for sure. For sure. One of the strongest. Also one of the suckiest as well. Definitely. Yeah, it's not, not a fan. Well, I like I said, I, I wouldn't have gotten... I want to believe I would have gotten a therapist anyway. I wouldn't have. I've been trying I to tell you to get a therapist for years. Kid doesn't listen to me. I don't know anything. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't afraid <laughs> that if I didn't get a therapist, you and I's relationship wouldn't flourish it to the same extent. Well, that's fair. Probably... And also... Real quick. Yeah. She sold me on it better than you did. I'm just saying. Well, you love her. That's facts. That's the future mother of it's your children. It's definitely not. She's it's got, not the same number she's playing of with, influence. Yeah, she's playing with cards I don't have. I'm not going to live with <laughs> you. I'm not going to be your, your cat your cat parent friend. I can't. So. It's fair. It's set up for failure. I would say it's not a fair competition. I would, I would agree with you. Yeah. Next Level Nation. What did you give your... Next level nugget. Next Neither level one nugget. of us did. All right. What's your next level nugget? Or do you want me to go first? Fear replacement is a powerful tool. But it requires you to be humble enough and curious enough to really ask yourself, what's the fear underneath this? What's the fear underneath this? What's the fear underneath this? When you find your core fear, I keep holding up this, this rock. I think it's Dragonite or something like that. Uh, but once you find the core of your deepest fear you can work on replacing that with a bigger one. What would you be more afraid of in the future? It's usually in the future. It's, well, I'm more afraid to get divorced than I am to get a therapist. So let me go get a therapist, whatever it might be. Mm. And fear replacement's a very, very powerful tool. And it's very underutilized in my opinion. And it's been super, super helpful. Very last thing I'll say is I think this is why a lot of people exercise before their wedding. Definitely. I want to believe they're exercising because they want to look their best and be their best. But honestly, a lot of it is because they don't want their wedding photos to come out bad. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. It's okay. I'm not making that wrong. I just think you got to get leverage on yourself. Now imagine what, what's your wedding? What's, what's that that you can leverage consistently? Because, you know, obviously weddings don't happen as often. My next level nugget would be admitting a fear requires courage. Admitting the fear that's a layer below that requires even more courage so it's understandable why this is so challenging because the baseline fear sometimes is simple to admit there's a lot of people that are afraid of snakes there's a lot of people that are afraid of insert spiders whatever it is right but if you have a desire or a necessity to get over that you're gonna have to admit to yourself what you're actually afraid of losing because of that fear that would be my next level nugget Next Level Nation, as you know, we have a free course. We actually had somebody downloaded it earlier today. It is the Next Level 5 to Thrive. Alan and I said, okay, we want to do a course. I wanted to charge for it. Alan said we should do it for free. I'm the money guy here. So we ended up doing it for free because we want to add value to you no matter where you are in your self-improvement journey. And we said, what are the top five things that have helped us over the last five years at the time of recording? We sat down on a Sunday in our custom podcast studio back when we had it and we did this course and at the time it was one of the best things we had ever created and I think it still holds up in terms of the content we've done. So it's on the website. We'll have the link in the show notes as well. Totally free. It's five modules. It's probably like an hour and a half total. There's a lot of really good content in there. And again, most people wouldn't give it away for free, but let me just add, if you download it, make sure you actually go through it. Going back to the previous episode we did on put your money where your mouth is, that, that style episode, it's free 
and you might not have skin in the game, but send it to a friend, whatever, whatever you have to do to actually go through it. Message Alan and I on social media and say, hey, I download the free course, help keep me accountable, whatever it may be. Just because it's free does not mean it's not valuable, but unfortunately, most people don't follow through, follow through with free stuff. So please do if you download it. Also, if you want to start your own podcast like Kevin and I have done, you want to start, you want to grow, you want to monetize a podcast, build a community. Next Level Podcast Solutions is the way. We have how many clients at Next Level Podcast Solutions? Wow. Probably, it it will probably be 50 by the end of this week. 50. 50, the big 5-0. We produce 50 podcasts and or coach, produce and or coach. Uh, Kevin got asked this past weekend, you know, not in a negative way, but why should I coach with you? Why do people coach with you? Mm. And the real simple answer is we made tons and tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of mistakes to get here. You can't skip the challenges that are going to come from starting a podcast, but you can definitely get here a lot faster than we did with Kevin's guidance, with the production team. It doesn't have to take you so long. It doesn't have to take you 1,500 episodes to get to a place where you have a strong, high-quality production value show. And so NLPS, reach out to Kevin, kevin at nextleveluniverse.com, and he will tell you all of the stuff and the things that you need to know. The, the link stuff, will be in the show notes. The stuff and the things. To the landing page as well. Yes, the stuff and the things. Mm-hmm. And like most of the things we offer, I can guarantee you it's way cheaper than you think. Yeah. Way more affordable. I don't like saying cheap because that suggests... Low value. It's not low value. Yeah, it's not low value. It's high it's value. Extremely affordable. affordable for what it is. So I want to I yep, throw that definitely. out there as well. Most to- affordable in the game, I, I would argue. Yes, it is. Yeah. I would put my, my money where my mouth is with that. Tomorrow, for episode number 1,461, what are your big three? I told Taryn today, I said I feel ve- uh, really certain very reassured that over the last week and a half, I haven't been spending as much time in the office because I've been visiting Mima and spending time with family, but things have been really rolling. Part of that is because Alan is working behind the scenes, so it's not just me, but I've also been focused on my big three, the three things that I should be focused on in order to move the needle (laughs) where it needs to go, and Alan, so four things. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow for episode number 1,461. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we don't have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Replace those fears. Next Level Nation. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.